Yeah. Okay. That's it. All right. Let's get into it. Yeah, let's 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 do it. Welcome to Rage Against the Pod or Rat Pod as some people in the world call us. Uh this is the weekly Rage Against the Machine podcast where every episode we take a different Rage Against the Machine machine, machine song. Machine. Machine song. <laughs> Break it down, dissect it, get into the nitty gritty of all of their music, lyrically, musically, everything. And uh, this week, we're getting into. Um, well, before I tell you what we're getting oh. into, if you hadn't read the title, teased him. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, but before you do that, go to iTunes, go rate, re- review, and subscribe to us there because that helps a lot. Follow us on social media, Rage Against the Pod or Rage Against Pod on Twitter. Uh, go check us out there. Talk to us. Tell us how, you know, pretty much great we are. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, go do that. And my name is Tyler. On the other end is Jeff. Uh, so yeah, we're going to be getting into that. And today we're getting into the uh, Rage Against the Machine song, How I Could Just Kill a Man. All right, so this is the first time we're taking a Rage Against the Machine cover and getting into it. This is the first album, the first song we're doing off of Renegades, their fourth album. Uh, came out in the year 2000. I forgot exactly what date, but that's fine too. The year uh, 2000. This so really this come out in 2000? Pick. Yeah, this album came out in the year 2000, but the, the actual song, wait, I think Wait, it came what? out 2001. No, 2001. Yeah. No, you're right. It's 2001. Yeah, the the Rage version came out this single came out October 20th, 2001. So yeah, I was wrong. Thank you for correcting me. But how But um I, I, what? Wait, so the album came out in 2000, but this single came out in 2001. No, I I think I think I was wrong completely. Cuz now think, I'm looking at the album coming out in 2000. Okay, maybe the single came out. I think it was the, the cuz this was a single from the record. Right. So the single was released uh, October twentieth, two thousand one, right? As a single. Um, so there you go. Yeah, no, it, it was released December fifth, two thousand, the year two thousand. Yeah. By Rick Rubin, it was produced by Rick Rubin and Brendan O'Brien. So there you go. Some little backstory on the album. Rick Rubin. Yep. Yeah. So the single came out in or on October twentieth, two thousand one. Do you think they pushed that back, or do you think they pushed it more because of September the September eleventh thing? Do you think they said, "Hey, let's"? I want to do this one, and specifically, let's do this as a single and push it out as fast as possible, just to have more notoriety for the whole thing that was going on with Rage. It's possible, but at the time, you know, Rage Rage was one of those bands that were banned from MTV and VH1, so they the the channel were were no longer playing their music. I think even K Rock at the time too, or local radio too, was doing the same thing. Well, there was that that list of banned songs after September 11th. Yeah. from various artists but rage was every song rage did was, was every, like one yeah. of the band songs exactly every single one but i wonder i wonder since this is a cypress hill song if this record was banned because are they going to ban like a bruce springsteen song or a bob dylan song you know just because rage covered it that's that's true that's true i really don't know but uh, but yeah, this I, that's that's actually a really good question. We should have looked it up. Maybe the next time we do a song of Renegades, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll figure that one out. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if you didn't already know, this this song was originally uh, written and recorded by Cypress Hill. Um, this song was released on June 29th, nineteen ninety one. It was actually a B side to another one of their songs called "Funky Feel One," and this song ended up being way more popular than the actual A side of the single which is very w- strange for for that to happen but yeah, yeah. so th- there you have it yeah uh, very str- very on- strange this was like one of the first five songs that they actually wrote as a group and the song was like pieced together by DJ Muggs from various other songs and over the course of like a year he perfected it and it became really big in like New York and then thus spread everywhere else yeah. damn it it's was a good it was song a- it's a f- fucking damn good song. That's what I was just going to ask. What What are your initial thoughts on the song? Both the Rage Against the Machine version 
and the Cypress Hill version. Well, I heard the Rage. I mean, I I I think I've heard the Cypress Hill version first, but I really paid attention to the Rage version when Renegades came out, and all of these songs on on Renegades kind of I was like, okay, this is really cool. Who did this original? And it was fun, you know, as as a younger person to go back and figure out who did these songs and get into music or different genres that way. But the first time I heard this one, I thought that Rage's version was good. It had a lot of like Rage staples in it that we can kind of get into later. There's a lot of things that Rage does that they've that they always kind of do. Yeah, it's not like a spectacular cover, but with that being said, it's it's like no other band could even cover this song. You don't think it was a spectacular cover? Because I think it was. I think it was. I, I think mean, it was okay in the realm of Rage doing fantastic covers. I think it was okay, but that's not to say like it's a bad cover because I don't think any other band could have pulled it off the way Rage did. So it's like, this is like the worst of the best, like the best cover band of Rage at this at this point. This was like okay. This is your your least favorite cover on this record. No, it's not my least favorite cover, but it's probably like right in the middle. Okay. See, I what I love about this song, the Rage version, is the I love that that guitar with the 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 wah pedal and how he's turning the uh the the pickups on and off while playing the wah pedal it's instead of actually strumming he's just turning the pickup on and off uh, that's such a simple technique and just so unique to to Tom Morello it's it's really really great i think he killed it on the song i think it's cool too because the original song that noise is like just dj mug scratching or something but yeah. it's a very similar sound. And so when I say like this song is kind of like, eh, I, I mean, we're still talking about like one of the best bands ever, Rage Against the Machine, who've done almost all perfect, beautiful songs. And so mm-hmm. to say this is okay, it's still like pretty damn good. Yeah, and so for Tom Morello really to say like, okay, how can I make that DJ sound on a guitar? And then he crushes it and makes it sound like almost even better than the original one. Mm-hmm. But that's about as far as it goes, because the drumming in the original version and this one is pretty much identical. There's not really much going yeah. on with the drums, but still, Brad Wilt kills it. It's, I mean, I guess it's literally almost exactly the same as the original version. Yeah, that's true, but much, much louder, you know. Yeah, compared to like a, a sampled beat from like the seventies, it's uh, it's much, much louder. The original but... version has a little more, a little more cymbal usage. And in this one, he's doing like that the, on the four count, but three bass and then one uh, snare, and then going back and forth between that. So it's a little, it's a little heavier, I guess, a little, a little funkier, yeah. and it, it perfectly matches with with uh, with the bass line that's going on here with Timmy C's with work. Timmy C. Yeah, Timmy C kills it too on the bass once again, killing it, laying it down, real so, funky. Dude, it, it is. It's such a funky song and. What I couldn't find it. Did the original Cypress Hill version? Did it? What did it sample? I couldn't find any any. I didn't really look that hard, but yeah, it must have sampled something from like some funk song from the seventies. There I was like, there was like two or three different songs that they sampled. I can't remember offhand, nor did I write it down. One thing they sampled later on when you hear the organs, I think it's in like the third verse. Mm-hmm. They uh, they sampled a part from the 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 musical The Music Man. Okay. And one of the songs from The Music Man, which I was actually in a play in The Music Man in high school. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you and your damn musicals. Love musicals. Uh, and you don't even watch them in real life. Like you don't. You've never been one to watch one. I've never heard you watch one. Dude, if there was a place, if there was like a like the Met out here, or even like when in Anaheim or something or the equivalent. Like I would be totally down to go see more plays and stuff, especially like a bar there. I'd be totally down. I'm not driving to <sighs> fucking L.A. to watch Wicked and other bullshit I don't care about. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. But the back to the Rage version. I I think. Oh shit! I hit my cat in the face. Um, but the Rage version, I. I tend to like more than the Cypress Hill version for sure. You just don't like you just don't like be real. I just don't really yeah, I really can't get into be real. I just his voice is too much. 
Although I did hear an interview with him a, f- a couple weeks ago on this uh, radio show I listened to, and uh, and I don't know, li- listening to him talk and like the backstory and and how he came up with the voice, uh, his signature voice, I thought it was just kind of interesting. Like he, it, it's it's a complete like he doesn't really sound like that. Like no. it's just a an act, and I kind of like that. You know, it's he doesn't like take himself too seriously with the vocals. Like he was just doing something to stand out from everyone. And it obviously it worked. They're one of the biggest hip hop groups of all time. Mm, so good. Well, the do black regardless, I, I just at some point, but yeah, maybe, maybe one day, maybe like never, but <laughs> I'm getting, <laughs> but, um, but so do you tend to like the Cypress Hill version more? Um, yeah, I would, I would say that I probably would say that the Cypress Hill version is better uh, only because I mean, there's not much. I mean, lyrically, there's not much substance here. I I did like yeah. when I saw that uh, it was either Be Real or Sean Dog were saying that this is not like a violent song, and I can actually kind of see that. Like the whole how I could just kill a man, something you don't understand. It, yeah, I think that kind of plays on on the concept of if you're not from where he was from. If you didn't see what he saw, then you just you can't understand where he's feeling, what he's going through, why he did the things he did, because you weren't there. So I don't think it's like a cry see, to I, violence. I think it's it's more of like this is why I did the shit that I like the like the scorpion and the frog type of fairy tale. Like he's just it's what he does. It's what he had to do. See, I guess we could just jump into the lyrics now. Uh, so it's like okay, so the first verse, four verses, long fucking song, but. Um, from what I got, you know, it's it's pretty much be real talking about, you know, how he's a gangster, he's a little bit crazy and everyone in the neighborhood is pretty much afraid of him, but he's the biggest drug dealer in the area, so everybody gets their their stuff from him. And it was known, like he's openly admitted that he was a big drug dealer back in uh what city was it? Not South Bay. I think it was Southgate. Southgate, yeah, I think it was Southgate. It's something like that. it had the word south in it. But but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's almost like autobiographical, but he also uses a lot of metaphors. So like when he says, like in the hook, like when he says, how could I just kill a man? He can mean that either, you know, actually killing him with violence or killing him with his rhymes, you know? So I, I, I like the, the metaphors and stuff like that, but it actually is a pretty violent song. But in the end, there's not a lot of, like you said, there's not a lot of substance. I thought there'd be more, more to the song, but... That's pretty. It's pretty straightforward. There, wrong. there are a couple of things that Rage did, and Zach specifically to kind of make it their his own. For instance, in the first verse, in the Cypress Hill version, he he said, "Eluder of your fucked up styles, I get wicked." So come on, as Cypress starts to kick it, mm-hmm. and Zach says, "Eluder of the fucked up styles, I get wicked." So come on, as I start to kick it. So he swaps out the Cypress part and then just says, "I." I thought yeah. that was kind of cool too because the Cypress. I mean, these these two guys were straight gangbangers, either through the Crips or the Bloods. I can't remember which one, but like one of them got shot. I should have fucking wrote that one down too. We already did all this stuff too, so I can't remember all. <laughs> Wait, was this song? This song wasn't on the album we did on Black Sunday, was it? No, but the history we talked about the history of, of we did okay, Cypress okay, okay. Hill. It was I, I'm I want to say it was be real. No, it had I I, I have no idea. What one of them was in a. Yeah, gang, and then they brought the other one. Well, one of them brought the other one kind of into the gang and showed him the life, and then one of them got shot like in the back, and I don't know, fucking. But I, I think when Cypress Hill sings a song, it's like it's real, like they actually lived it. And so when Zach chose to sing the song, the feeling is still there, but he didn't live it, and in doing so, he knows that that's why he swaps out the Cypress word for like mm-hmm. I, I start to kick it instead of Cypress starts to kick it. So just a little. Just paying his respects, I feel like. I yeah. like that. I dig that. That's cool. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like all um, of the verses that, that Zach kind of does, and even like the beginning choruses, are all really like laid back and just really almost soft. And they kind of lead up to like that last chorus that, that he does. And where he yeah. just where he like whines the kill a man part. And oh, I love that part so much. Yeah, his groove, um, his flow on this, on this, his, the cover is, oh my God, dude, it's, it can't be beat. It, it, it's it's kind of remarkable when the cover version sounds better than the original when it comes to like the rapping of it. You know? No, it, I think Zach sounds better no. than than Be Real and and Send Dog. Yeah, nah. 
for sure, dude. Zach has Zach is just he's more commanding. I mean, be real and Sendog are too, but Zach is just on another level, man. There aren't very very many rappers that can that can be that commanding of a voice that can have that that much of a command with their voices. Zach is just like he can get too whiny sometimes. He can, yeah, he can get whiny, but it's still you still listen. Like it, it's not. It just don't want to mess with it. Like I don't know. I think had Rage put out a bad album or continued being a being a band and put out five, six, seven albums, I think our our perception of them would be different. But because they oh totally they stopped right at the peak and they stopped and left us just so hungry, wanting more. It's like we put them so high in this pedestal, which is rightfully so because they deserve to be on it. But I think that's just, dude, like to say that he's more commanding than somebody else is a little unfair just because we haven't had like a full three, four, five decades of Zach yet as we've had with Cypress Hill. Not five decades, but like three decades. Yeah. I mean, do you have anything else to say about the the first verse? No. I I mean, that's like lyrically, there's only a couple things I've I've picked out. Otherwise, it's just, it's all the same shit. Yeah. Um, the hook, you know, it's pretty self-explanatory. I, we kind of touched upon it, you know. I like I said, I I think it's it's just a metaphor between him being a drug dealer and or like him killing a guy and killing a killing a guy with violence and killing a guy with rhymes. It's that's pretty much it. Not 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 a whole lot there, but it's catchy. Like it's very 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 catchy. Like the biggest problem I I thought I was gonna have would be the chorus or the hook, because I mean I, I think. I think uh, Be Real and, and, and Sean Dog have amazing kind of like flow with each other. And especially with the how I could just kill a man part coming into the Cypress Hill version, it's so powerful. It's like Chuck D just like screaming out something. It's so great. <laughs> and so to think that Zach could pull it off is just, it's like silly. But he does. But Zach does pull it yeah, off. He yeah. does pull it off. Not quite as powerful, but it's just, it's just different. Yeah. Um, the second verse... Um, you know, it's more of the, the him, it, like the song is pretty much this dude, like the first half of the song is this guy driving around his neighborhood, just intimidating people. And the second verse is just an extension of the first, um, you know, just he'll resort to violence if, uh, you know, people get in his way and he doesn't like wasting time and he'll just, if he wants something, he'll go and get it. He won't waste any time doing it. He'll just get it no matter what happens, you know, he'll do whatever to get what he wants. And it just, it really is just an extension of the first verse. That's kind of what I get with it. There's a line in the second verse uh, that's different between the two. And I think that kind of explains Zach's overall mentality. And and the Cypress Hill version says, he says, I'm ignoring all the dumb shit. And Zach says, I'm doing all the dumb shit. And so <laughs> I think that's kind of like a cool, like they're two, two, two completely different camps. Like Cypress Hill is living it. He's trying to ignore all the stupid ass people, but Zach is that stupid ass people. Yeah. But not to say that he's just like a dumb, immature kid. He's doing something, as in he's trying to change things. He's trying to protest. He's trying to make things better. Whereas Cypress Hill, you know, did agree or disagree, they were ignoring the things that they could have been doing to change things. They could have been doing to help better society. But again, going in with the overall theme of the song of you don't understand what it's like to be him unless you've been there before. So I think it, everything all ties together. And like lyrically, I think that's about as deep as it goes. Okay. But that's still yeah. pretty, that's still pretty deep. It is. For a silly little early nineties hip hop song. I just, I don't know. For some reason I thought it would be talking more about like, I don't know, maybe something about, you know, the hierarchy of, you know, society or like cops or, you know, the oppression but it, it, it kind of it really wasn't and it also it's surprising that rage chose to cover this song because i mean cypress hill do have songs where they they do talk about that like more serious matter yeah this this stuff is more like tongue-in-cheek it's not you, it's hard to take this seriously this song so have you heard, it, it's it's so arrogant you know the song is pretty is a they sound pretty arrogant when they're they're rapping have you heard the story like the fable of, of the scorpion and the frog I think I've only heard it because of Brooklyn Nine Nine, because they were. I think it was Brooklyn Nine Nine. Is that why it's fresh in my head? Am I? Is that's this like probably. A, is this yeah. like a weird subconscious <laughs> thing that's going on right I now? I think it is because there was a part. There was a part where 
it was brought up and then and then Jake corrects Terry saying, "Oh, it, it's not actually an insect, it's like an arachnopod or something like that." And then Terry tells the story, the fairy tale, and then I don't know. I I don't remember exactly how okay. it goes, but that's that's really bizarre. That's probably that's probably why you you were bringing it up. It like perfectly fits in with this thing. The scorpion the frog is is basically there's a river and the scorpion wants to get across it, so does the frog. And the scorpion's like, hey, can I just jump on your back? And the frog is like, no, you're just going to sting me. And he's like, why would I sting you? If I sting you, we're both going to drown. So the frog's like, okay. So halfway across, the scorpion stings a frog, and they both drown. And the moral of the story is, scorpion's going to sting. That's what they do. And in this mm-hmm. song, that's what he does. And you don't understand because you're not him. So this is just what he does. He has to kill. He has to sling drugs. He has to be this person. That's just who he is at that time. And that's why you can't understand. And I mean, go overall, like going even further and extrapolating on that into society where, you know, back, I don't know if it's still the way, but the crack versus cocaine thing where crack was punished much, much harsher than cocaine was mm-hmm. because of, you know, who dealt crack and then things like that. And it's, these people making the laws, they don't understand what it's like and they don't understand why people do the things that they do because they're not them. They've never been in that position. And that's, I think that's exactly what they're trying to say here. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a great analysis. I, I like that a lot. That makes a lot of sense. So Scorpion I, I, a sting, really baby. Opens, yeah. It opened, it, you open, you've opened my mind to new possibilities mm. when it comes to Cypress Hill, I guess. Uh, Best of both worlds, baby. What? <laughs> Best of both worlds, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, verse three. Let's get into that. This is, um, I I guess it is. This is also an extension of the song of the the first two verses. I feel like that the last verse is the only one that's kind of different, and it starts to talk more more than just the violence. But I mean, yeah, the third verse is you know pretty much don't fuck with him, uh, and definitely don't try to rob him because he will kill you. Like he's he'll he'll protect himself <laughs> and his family if need be or whatever you know. So I, it just I I guess like like you said too, it's. It's a diff. It was a different time and a different, a different way of living in in certain parts of uh, L.A. or California. Really, you know, California. it's just a lot of people. You just don't understand. You know, scorpion get a sting, baby. Yeah, but uh, do you have anything else to say about the third verse? No, I mean, I'm I'm pretty much done with the lyrics entirely. I mean, the the only thing I wanted to mention in the, the fourth verse, the last verse, um, uh. The he he kind of he kind of sums up at toward the end of that verse and the end of the song what he was kind of getting at and what Jeff was talking about how you know rich people aren't going to understand and he even kind of makes makes mention of it saying oh those those people up on the hill they'll never they'll they'll never understand because they've never been down here with us and and having to deal with like the bullshit that goes on in lower income areas so it, it was it did kind of wrap it up at the end but. There was just like seemed like a lot of filler in between. Just yeah, saying the same thing over and over again. I think this song was bred out of that hook, and it kind of just they they took that and just ran with it because, like you said, there are many many Cypress Hill songs that are deeper that are that are better. Not to say this song is bad, but I think that they just kind of took a concept and said, okay, this is. This is right about that one concept. And that's mm-hmm. the concept of like you just truly don't understand. And I think after a while it gets kind of boring. Yeah, it does. It gets it gets old really fast. But that's just because I have really high expectations for Cypress Hill and some of their songs. Yeah. Especially a I mean, song of like this fucking lot. caliber. <laughs> yeah. Because they're great. Uh, so yeah, so that that's about it for the um for the lyrics of the song. Uh, do you want to talk any more about the the music in the rage song in the rage version? I mean, I I honestly think like the guitars are are just absolutely killer on on the song. My biggest uh, like even my what? biggest problem with like the rage version is that they just throw too many things in there that are just standard rage songs. For instance, like the build up in like the latter part of the song and like the chorus and stuff, that build up, that's just like a normal thing that we've heard from Rage from the past three albums. And also mm-hmm. like that riff that they got, I don't know how they got the fucking idea for the riff and the chorus because it's really like weird. 
and it goes mm-hmm. like it starts off in the last part of the line that Zach kind of raps and then bleeds off into the verse. But that riff is very rage against the machine. It absolutely is. Also the uh you you like when you hear the the bridge or the breakdown of the song, for me I'm like, oh fuck, he's gonna come in with this like stupid, crazy like out of control solo but like he he doesn't go that way at all he just plays like it's not they're not like it's not like a clean tone it sounds like a it has a weird effect on it but it's just like that dun in it it's just like this really these really simple notes and you think oh he's gonna just like bust out into something not really crazy but no it just goes right back back into that riff and then it just explodes at the end yeah i like that he he really restrained himself and didn't go all crazy like you would have expected especially at this time with because like on like we were talking about on the last or not the last episode but when we did ashes in the fall a lot of the songs on on the battle of los angeles like he was just doing shit on the guitar that it was just unheard of like nobody was doing shit like that like he really stepped it up on that record so you know i i think probably the next step that should have been on this album would have been something even crazier but he did kind of pull it back which was which was nice I think that was um, that was like an intentional thing for the band in, in general was not only to uh, to kind of dumb it down as far as their music is is concerned, but then they did a cover album and it's and like that like nobody saw that coming in any way, and so because yeah. they were dumbing down their music like they really dumbed down their music and focused on just getting like the groove right, even so much so that they're not even writing their own music they're just kind of interpreting somebody else's music and i think that's a really cool thing that's what you do when you first start a band right when you play in the garage when you first meet up with people that you say hey we should start a band you play covers and that's exactly what they're doing they're getting back to like their roots before evil empire before the self-titled when rage started and like this is i think what rage has always wanted to sound like and sounded like on their first album maybe a little bit in evil empire but it kind of got muddled and lost and they kind of got their heads blown up a little bit especially with the battle of la but damn dude this is such an amazing album even though it's covers do you think like especially in this song because this song is very restrained do you think oh man gassy but what i think is that okay so this the album came out after the band had broken up it came out two months after the band broke up and they were essentially obligated under contract to make one more record so i think this is like just the last thing they that they did like this is the easiest thing for them to do, which is just put out a covers album just to fulfill their contract. And I think that's why a lot of the songs, and especially this song, is are pretty straightforward. You know, they they do have the common characteristics of a rage song, but they are definitely dumbed down. Not dumbed down, that's not the right word, but just simpler. Yeah. But I think that was just due to the fact that they 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 were phoning it in for this record. But I, I still, at, at the same time, kind of on the same coin, too, like I agree with that. But they do have warm-up songs and things that they all like and probably like ideas they've thrown around and things they fuck around with behind the scenes. And when they first started jamming, you know, they didn't they had no material. So some of these songs they probably were playing back then. And they said, hey, let's just, let's just do all the songs that we've been playing, warming up and fucking around with, and let's just make that our fourth album and call it a day. Yeah. But in doing so... Like, cause usually when when a band warms up, they warm up with songs that are very familiar with them, that are pretty easy, just so they can kind of get warm, just like any any anything else you'd warm up with, like a jogger, you know, jog a little bit or whatever it is. And so I think that even though this was kind of just like a eh, let's just put this shit down, call it a day, I still think it was a little bit meaningful, because again, I, I like you said too, for lack of a better term, they did dumb everything down here, and got back to what like makes Rage so great. It's just weird mm-hmm. guitar tones funky groovy bass and drums and just zach flowing great yeah yep 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 uh yeah i mean i I think we've we've pretty much covered it the song musically i've definitely covered it lyrically um do you have anything else to say about about it musically i'm i'm pretty pretty tapped out there uh not so much there's a couple things i wanted to say about the cypress hill video of the song did you watch the music video I did. I watched. Yeah, I did. So the movie was kind of cool. And just like further looking at the music video and researching it, there's uh, Ice Cube was in it and Q-Tip from Tribe was in it as well. So that's mm-hmm. kind of cool. And 
just from what I read, Ice Cube was like in the area. And so they they tried to get him over there and he eventually came over and Q-Tip was just walking by and happened to notice <laughs> all this stuff going by or going down. So he came over and he's in the video. So that's really cool. Yeah. What's even, I thought was interesting too, was that uh, like not too long after this, this video came out, uh, Cypress Hill and a tribe called Quest, they, um, they were feuding for a long time. I don't know over what, but honestly it was probably over something stupid, <laughs> but I, I mean, yeah, it's like you could have this guy in your video and then all of a sudden you guys are pissed off at each other for who knows what. I know. So but, dumb. Yeah. It's really dumb. Another thing I want to talk about real quick, just cause I think it's fucking super cool was the cover art for the single. I think it's so rad. Oh, with the, the gun yeah. or the Cypress Hill version. Okay. No, or, no. For the, for the rage version. The rage. Yeah. It's just yeah. a gun pointed at you, the, the, the looker. And all you mm-hmm. just see is the gun, the barrel, and the the front knuckles, but it's like tilted sideways. Yeah, and it's like in a true like you know stereotypical like gangster, like a fuck you fashion, and especially just because it came out like shortly after September 11th, it's just such a such a ballsy thing to do, such a ballsy move. Yeah, it really is. But then I kind of wonder too, like how much of it was done by the band? Like, was it their decision or was it? Uh, the label's decision kind of makes you wonder. I feel like it had a lot to do with them just because, I mean, like the whole concept art of Renegades itself, like the whole play on that, on that love, which that love, uh, that famous love logo, LO and then the bottom part is VE. Yeah. Which was done by a guy named Robert Indiana, as I found out. And they took that and made the same thing, but said rage which is like the complete opposite of, of love. I think of like this, it, the whole yeah, statement they were making with this, I think I, I think they had a lot to do with that. And I just love all the colors too for this album. I think they're really cool. It's just so like off-putting for what they would normally put out. Yeah, it totally is. Um, I do want to talk about Cypress Hill a little bit more uh, in a bit. But um, so I, I looked, I looked, and I couldn't find anything, any sort of demo I couldn't find like an alternate version of this of this cover. I couldn't really find anything. There wasn't a whole lot of info on this song with, or the Rage version, which I was kind of surprised about. But yeah, there wasn't a ton of stuff. Um, so I'd have nothing there. Uh, they did release a music video when the single was released. It's just all it is is just a bunch of live footage put together with the song. Uh, but then the, at the beginning of the video, it's uh, actually Tom Morello's mom up on stage oh, She's introducing so the band. Yeah, she and I think at the time she was like in her 80s. Yeah, she looks and old. I, yeah, well, and she's still alive. She still goes out and introduces the band. And she's like the greatest she's like fucking now. band in the universe. <laughs> she's like she's like 98 years old so now, rad. but she still goes out and introduces the band. But yeah, so so that was that was the video. But the video is just like like I said, it's just a bunch of live stuff thrown together like compilation. Um but I did find the uh there's a live well, okay, so after the uh they put this record out and then they put out a live album of the last two shows they ever played up up to that point before they broke up. And, uh, they did play this song live and they actually on that rec on that live album, they actually had Cypress Hill come up and, yeah. uh, and sing along with them. So I'm going to play a little bit of it cause I, it's pretty cool. So here it is. Friction. I got the clearance to an interference. Empty a satellite, shining 
the bad life, slack of the gap, and I know that I'll get to rise. Just an example, just a little sample. Who I can just kill a man? One time, spike a cop in my home. Take my throne. I'll say yo, it's There it is. One of the last times Rage played that song, and they played it with Cypress Hill. It's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, pretty pretty rad. It's 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 fun. It's cool. However, I don't like Zach and uh, Be Real on the same track. You don't like really? Not really. It really bothered you? It doesn't bother me. I just it was just like it was it was too much of that sound. And it's too much like, okay. of like but of what sound though? That nasally whiny voice. I guess so. Yeah, it's too much. So. But of I still, it. I thought it was good. No, it's like definitely uh, cool. And then later on, like during the bridge, dude, Timmy C just goes bananas, kills should I play it. Play that part. Should I put it back on? I didn't timestamp it, so you'd have to flip through it. I mean, I'll just we're we're like over halfway through the song, so I might as well just keep it going, jam it. So it's good. so rad. Yeah, Timmy C kills it on that part. So like, like dirty. So dirty. Oh, I don't like that we said that at the same time. <laughs> but it is. It's so <laughs> gross and oh. I like how you he- hesitated before you said that just now, just in case I accidentally said it too. <laughs> but you never know. Uh, and uh, it's 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 rad. Uh, Prophets of Ray. Or okay, so Audio Slave never played this song. Uh, thank God, because. They'd just be so horrible, I'm sure. Uh, but Prophets of Rage, they play the they played this song almost every yeah, single. Show. Obviously, like I, this would be I mean, like I think the number one to, choice. You know? Yeah, I, I'm not gonna play it. Yeah, I mean, I don't. It, it, I don't care for it. It's, it's just, nah. it's good, but it's not like. Well, after hearing both versions and then hearing Rage do it with Cypress Hill and then hearing Prophets of Rage, it's just like okay, it's been getting periodically worse and worse and worse, and this is the <laughs> the lowest common denominator here. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. And then, so I didn't know this until I was like doing research on it, but they, uh, back in 1999, Cypress Hill put out a Spanish version of the song. Yeah. Do you hear it? That, yeah. I, did you know about that? Uh, no, not till this week. I Honestly, though, I like the Spanish version so much better. It's so cool. <laughs> it sounds fucking awesome. So I'm going to play a little bit of it right now because I honestly think it's better than the the English version.
so good. I I played more than I normally would, but dude, that version's so much better than the original. So much better. Yeah, dude, it's so much better. It's better. So much I don't better. Know, it's so much better. It was better. It's so much better. It kind of makes me think: Should I get more into to Spanish hip hop music? Like, is it, does it always sound that cool? Like, especially when when Sendog was sing, was rapping in Spanish. Like, fuck, man, that sounded so rad. It sounded so cool. I don't know. I I really enjoyed that. Okay. But there you go. I, I when in Spanish, how, how do you say that in Spanish? What? How do you say the say it in Spanish? What? I have it written down, but I I would I would like butcher like how how could how I could just kill a man in Spanish? I don't know. Oh, like the song you know title? I mean? Yeah, the song title. No entiendes la onda. There you go. I'm I I would butcher it if I tried it. Tried to say it, but try nah, to say it right now. It's super red. I <laughs> dude, I can't. I, no I don't think I can say that, that la second onda. <laughs> no entiendes la onda. There you go. That's fine. There you go. I'm. The best at speaking Spanish. The best, Jerry. The the best. Uh, so, I wanted to bring a couple things in on onto the pod. Um, back in two thousand eight, this girl named Charlotte. Sometimes, do you have you had you ever heard of her before? I don't think so. Or God, it sounds familiar. I though. hadn't. I hadn't either. But apparently, this song was like a number one hit on VH1 and shit, and on MTV back then. But she has a song called How I Could Just Kill a Man. Uh, it's not a cover of the song, but the title, she likes Cypress Hill so much, she used the title for her song as well. But it's not a cover. That's a good idea. So, I'm sure if you Google that, yeah, you'll probably it, get hurt first. So that was a smart move. <laughs> well, actually, when, when I typed it into YouTube, she was like the fourth one there. <laughs> I was like Cypress Hill, Cypress Hill, Rage, Rage, and then the Charlotte sometimes. But... Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna play a little bit of it, so you might love it. I don't know. Go get your ribbon box, go get your wounded heart. Seeing spiders, I'm told they never love. Go get your brother love, go get your losing head. Seeing fire, I'm told they never think this song is better than the cypress hill and the rage version <laughs> no but i really like no. this song <laughs> did you really oh you little shit yeah, it was great <laughs> no it wasn't i even love how she like it was so like soft and kind of like just like cute and airy and then she says how oh, i could just kill a man and just knowing <sighs> that cypress hill has done that i think it's so rad no dude no it's not i thought you you shit on it more no nah, that was good god damn you all right well I I hated that. That was horrible. And the video was really weird and I didn't like it either. What was, it was her name? Again? It was like Rebecca Black. Charlotte some no. <laughs> <laughs> Charlotte sometimes. Charlotte. I wonder if she's on Spotify. I'm sure she is. Oh, shit. This was like oh a, there she is. This is popular. Is the first song that song? Yeah, that's her most on Spotify. Wildly, easily the most popular by like double. She has a song called A E I O U. <laughs> oh my god. I wonder if that's a cover of the System of a Down song. You think so? I I don't know. I, I, what the hell? She got a lot of albums, though. Actually, no, yeah. just one. A lot of singles. <laughs> I'm looking at her other. No, no, I don't. I don't, I don't recognize know. any of their songs as as being like popular. Yeah, like cover songs or anything like that. No. That was cool. Though. Well, I dug it. No, 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 no. So I uh, I found I did find this cover of uh, How I Could Just Kill a Man. And this is by a band called Captain Kirken. <laughs> and I guess there was a genre of music back in the 80s and 90s. I had never heard of it, but it's called Hamburger Schule. And sure. translated into English, it's called the genre of music is called Hamburger School. And I guess in, 
in Hamburg, Germany, there was there was like this this musical movement in the 80s and 90s of like indie rock and indie pop music, and that's what it was called, Hamburger Schule. Oh, I'm and this was like now. one of the this is like one of the more popular bands of that genre. I mean, it's pretty pop rock, but you know, it's it's a cover, and here it is. What you're passing, you're missing on the order of the funky Buddha A looter of your fucked up stars, it gets wicked And come on, the Sabbath stakes to kick it Like the outlaw stride in the suckers will hide it Jump behind the bush when you see them diving by Hanging out the window with his mat and taking off the bootle Acting kind of loco, he's just another loco kid from the street Getting paid from his local There is something I can't understand Something I can't understand We could just kill a man Here is something I can't understand We could just kill that man Here is something I can't understand He's ignoring all the dumb ticks Nothing's coming from him He's not gonna waste no uh. time Fucking rubbers get to I'm in, I'm in You don't like it? Nah <laughs> That was awful I thought you were gonna really like it. No, I was, really that was terrible. But, but you you love Charlotte sometimes. Oh yeah, that was great. Oh, I I can I really heard you go. Oh, <sighs> I don't mind it when it's just like a guy covering rap songs on just like an acoustic guitar, mm. because then it's just he's not like putting too much effort into the cover. Yeah. But this was just like the production on this is like God, you guys spend this much time covering a cool hip hop song and making it this sad and dumb. Fuck. There's no there's no pleasing you except with like really bad music. <laughs> that's that's the that's the truth. I like Charlotte uh, sometimes. Not all the time. I don't know why. Just sometimes. You might like this one. How many uh, this one, you find? I, I got one. This is the last one. Oh. Um <laughs> maybe next time I'll come out with a bunch more, but I found this one. Um this one really surprised me. It wasn't what I was expecting. Um I won't say whether or not it's good, but it's by somebody named B Star. They did a cover of the song. What B Star? You know no, but uh. okay. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't look them up. I don't know who they are. I, but I was surprised at the cover, and I don't know. So here's uh here's B Star's version of how I could just tell. grooving to it until they added the until they added the, the dj scratching. the scratch oh <laughs> it was so silly like, oh. Yeah, I was like, oh no it was so silly and stupid like i was i was kind of i was kind of getting into it and appreciating just how completely opposite uh, from the original was but, but then they had to add the scratching what were you what were you thinking why oh, it's so good oh it's not good it's actually really bad that was awful but the, but the did guy you laugh? singer, did, were you smiling though when you first heard oh it? Oh my god, it was hilarious! Dude, it that, was... That's all they wanted to do. <laughs> so they just wanted to put a smile on your face, and they did it. Oh man, but it's not good. <laughs> oh man, that was and the 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 guy singer. He sounds a lot like the singer from Bare Naked Ladies. Yeah, because he the way he was rapping, it sounded a lot like the One Week song. 
but this would have been and then, cool. And then eventually, started, he started to sound like uh, Dave Grohl when Dave when he sings. But yeah, the, like, that, that wasn't very good. But I thought it was fun. Like this would have been cool if like um if you're at like I don't know like any kind of um Western themed bar, and the band's playing nothing but garbage country pop Western songs, and then all of a sudden like they did that this. Lady Annabellum song. Yeah. Oh, dude. But then they played this one. I'd be like, what the fuck? And everyone else is like, oh, this is awful. What is this? And then I would just be laughing. You'd be the only one jamming? Yeah. Then I would like this like mm-hmm. unbelievably even more. But it was funny. I had a good time. I'm glad. Well, that's all I got for covers. That's all I got really for the pod. Unless you got anything else? No, I, I'm Dad? I'm tapped out. I, I'm done. Okay. Well, final thoughts? What, what do you got for final thoughts? It was a good cover. It was a good solid cover. I'm not, I'm not displeased with it. They did a a good job at making it their own, changing the sound of it, and it's not better than the original, but it was good. Well, my final thoughts, it is better than the original. Uh, and I'm not going to go over what the last hour, what we went over the last hour almost, but yeah, it's a solid fucking cover on a great album. Great covers album, and it is better than the original, except maybe not the Spanish version of the original, because that's pretty fucking good. That was really good. But that's it. That's all for the pod. Uh, this is Rage Against the Pod, otherwise known as Rat Pod. Go on to iTunes. Go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Go follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Um, or not Asinine Radio. Ooh, this is the wrong podcast. Uh, Rage Against the Pod on Instagram and Rage Against Pod on Twitter. You can listen to this podcast pretty much anywhere ex- except iHeartRadio. Uh, so that means Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, SoundCloud, uh, Podcast Addict, Podbean, fucking anywhere. Just go listen to it and mm. tell us how amazing we are because we're pretty fucking amazing. It's true. And that's the truth. But uh, that's it. That's it. That's all. That's it. That's for all. The pod, for the pod. For Rat Pod. Uh, uh, bye, I guess. What do we bye. do? That's it? Okay. Goodbye, everybody. Yeah. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, <laughs> everybody.